All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. Sir joins us, Lorianne. How you doing? Doing terrific. Happy Friday. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good day. Uh, order fans a little fired up as they should be. Uh, the dreadful uh, second period performances. You know, consistency is the hardest thing to do in any sport. I don't care what it is. Um, and even the greatest of the greats uh, aren't consistent all the time. Uh, no one ever is. Um, but when it affects the whole team, now, now you got to work on that as a coaching staff. Um, but for for lots of athletes, specifically younger athletes, it, it's very rare. Um, you know, that the season just is like, do, 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 I'm on the escalator and I'm getting better and I'm getting better. And oh, now I'm at the top and it's great. Cause here we are, we're into the middle of February. Um, you, you come out, you know, January obviously is, is usually colder. It's a little bit darker. I don't know, you know, how much that impacts. Some people it does. There's scientific studies on it. The less light yep. you have, it doesn't work, but there, there's also a little bit of the fatigue factor for, for some athletes at different levels. Uh, I know you work with lots of them. What are, what are tips you have on to kind of, get through the doldrums uh, of that January and, and early lull and then be able to get out of it and ramp up because playoffs are coming around the corner in hockey and lots of other sports. That's a great question. And I do see a lot of it, especially with the younger athletes, but also some of the older athletes as well because they haven't necessarily fine-tuned that process. And a lot of it comes down to the periodization, which is the planning of how have you set out the whole season and sometimes the athletes don't clue into it at all. Uh, some do, 
But when you have a picture, then you can see kind of where the timing is. If you've been up and up and up, and then all of a sudden you hit a, I call it a whoop, that's where you drop, uh, performance isn't there, or you've plateaued, a lot of the times it's, look, let's go back to the basics. What are the basic core components that bring the skill out, give you that confidence again? Because sometimes it's that confidence. You lose a game and some some athletes are just absolutely shelled. Others are like, okay, they get themselves up and away they go. But it's how can you pick yourself up again? And it is going back to and defining those things that you do really well. What are the core components of the elements that are part of your training that do make you successful? What are the ones, what are the moves, what are the the drills that you do that you love the most mm-hmm. and like, are you doing enough of them or are you doing too much? Because sometimes it can be too much and sometimes it can be not enough or you're starting to get a little too fancy. And sometimes a lot of coaches will keep adding more and more and more and more isn't better. Usually less is better. So it's don't take your foot off the gas. Don't take the effort away. Show up keep showing up because that is going to build resiliency. It's going to build that consistency. It's going to build that confidence. And and building, you know, confidence is a key and consistency obviously is a key, but um, the, the truth is it's very rare that it's sustainable. Now, younger players maybe because it's a little easier to dominate when you're the best player when you're 10 compared to dominate when you're the best player when you're in the NHL because... Now, I know McDavid does, but even McDavid doesn't dominate every shift of every game, right? We just saw right. that uh, that yesterday. Um, but when, when you have, I, I think that what I find I hear from lots of people and, and coaches at any level now is dealing with adversity, it's almost like people, parents want to protect their kids from never having adversity because they think that actually helps them. When in fact, in sports, that becomes very the opposite because adversity is coming. I don't care if it's when you're 10 or you're 12 or you're 18, maybe you're a pro, it's coming at some point. Absolutely. And if you've never be, been taught how to deal with it or just experience it, like, hey, guess what? Today I didn't score the big goal. Today, you know what? I didn't play my best, whatever it is. But if you if you try to insulate everybody from adversity, it's actually counter. Um, it's not going to be a good idea. So, so how do you help kids or young athletes deal with adversity and use it as a positive? One, I separate the parents or extra outside people influences and I pop it out to the athletes. Okay, if you're put into this situation and you don't score and you were expecting to score and you feel like what are the different emotions that you can run through, which ones have you experienced? Have you ever been in this position? Because a lot of times the kids don't know what to do or the athletes don't know what to do because they don't have that experience. The parents may have the experience. The other coaching staff or, you know, assistant uh, staff could have that experience. But if you're going to shelter the kids and the athletes, it is detrimental. So it's like, okay, if we could brainstorm and mastermind, what are the different options? What are the different scenarios? Like, let's blow this right out of proportion. Kids are really great at that. They're way better than uh, adults are. But it's to take a situation and go, what are three different variations that we could have of that situation? If you don't score, how do you uh, motivate or inspire your buddy, your teammate to lace up the skates and come back on the ice and, you know, bring that chin up and just keep going. It's like, keep coming back, keep coming back. The first time you try it, you're not going to get it right. I guarantee you it. You may be lucky. You may have a good line. 
but then did you know what it was that you did? Or when I'm working with like higher level athletes is what were you thinking before you went out and you executed a really great time trial, a really great drill, a really great shot? Most of them can't tell me what it is. And it's because we're on automatic pilot, but it's like, let's press pause, literally, and stop and think about this. And what are all the possibilities? What are all the different scenarios? And they come up, the younger athletes come up with really great stuff that you'd just be like, gosh, I never thought of that before. And Hmm. then when they're put in a situation, they may have had the conversation, they may have heard the conversation, and then they go, okay, I've maybe never done it, but at least I have an idea of what I can do versus going, ah, panic, boom, crump. When you deal with athletes who, who have lost their confidence, um, I, I don't know. Now, in some cases, like hockey's an easy example because everybody watches. Usually if a player scores one goal, all of a sudden, like things change for them. Right now, if you're like, obviously, Cody Cece's not a goal scorer. He's not expected to score different. But if if you're a top end scorer and you go eight, nine games without a goal, and then once they score one, all of a sudden they score like in bunches. And it's a weird thing, but you just your body relaxes. But lots of people and the average player doesn't have that luxury. Right. Like sometimes it extends like minor hockey. You might like I've, we have kids on our team that have scored one goal a year. Now they moved up a level. Right. And when you're a first year and you 11 or 13, it's a lot harder than being a second year. Right. Just from simple age. Right. Yep. And so they're used to scoring lots of goals. Now they move up and maybe they're up in a higher tier now, but they have one goal all year long. Yep. And, and I can see it in our kids and you can talk to them and you can say the most positive things forever, but it doesn't seem to change. Mm-mm. Right. So and kids, at because I get it, at the young age, they want to score. They they don't view it as like, oh, I got the puck out. That's important. It isn't. And you can't, I, I don't want to lie to my kid because no kid's going to think that's important to do. Yeah. It's virtually impossible, right? So what do you recommend in that situation for kids? Or do you just have to write it down and be like, you know what? I can't focus on it. Maybe I don't mention it. I would run them. I, I had a total visual when you were talking about that, having the kids either sitting in a, a circle or standing in a circle, maybe on their on their skates or not. And run them through a 60-second scenario. And if you're the coach and you're walking around, is to have one of the young athletes talking it through. Imagine that they've got the puck and they're going to pass it. So if you can get them to talk it out, pass it, play it. And if you're walking around and you tap the next athlete, holy smokes. Okay, maybe it bounced, the puck bounced off the boards. This athlete now has it. Now, what are you going to do? So you write and you speak the story. And then, you know, you're, you're listening. Maybe you're on the inside of, of the team and then you touch another shoulder and it's the puck goes to that person. And you start playing the games like that because then they can see it. Because Jason, we, we all run on pictures. We talked about it with Christmas shopping. Boom. You can see the people like on a mission. Okay. Christmas is over. What are you thinking about here? And this is where it starts, even even as like young athletes. Lorianne Munzer joins us. So, because we have a text from a coach says, "Do you recommend if you've never done the writing drill, would it be good to do it before the playoffs, or is that is that not the right time? Is it something you have to start at the start of the season for your team? You can start it any time. Don't start it on like playoff day. That's not the best one." But if you've got a couple of days, it's, it's like you want to think about sprinkling them with, even if it's 10 seconds or five seconds, how, how long can each athlete hold like watching a dot or like light a candle? 
and see if you can focus. The flame's going to move. It's going to move. So can you follow the top of the flame and tune out the coach But because you're so focused? And just really start playing with the drills. Like there are drills. There are like every sport has a drill. And it's how good can you put yourself in it with your eyes closed? We used to do this crazy drill. My God, we used to close our eyes on the track riding a bicycle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One year, no breaks. <laughs> On the track, there's only one person, but you listen for the sound of the track. Now, the sidewalk, the bottom part is literally like a sidewalk, but the banking, the pole, which is like the very bottom, the line, the black line has a certain sound. Then when you're on the right side in the pole, that, I wouldn't even call it, it wasn't asphalt, it was a certain type of cement they used, has a different sound. You go up a little too high, you hit the red line, there's a different sound of the red line. So one, do you trust yourself to close your eyes to do the drill? Do you trust yourself, okay, if I close one eye, okay, you get the feel of it. And then there's a certain speed that you get going where you're not weebling and wobbling all over the track. And you listen for the sounds. You listen for the sound of, like when, when I was doing this how with long, my coach. How long did it take you to close both eyes? Uh, it, took me, it took me a couple laps to feel it out. And then, and then we, you did a whole lap with we, your eyes closed? Pretty much, pretty much. It was hard going into the bankings because then it's really well, I was steep. just going to say that would be the part that would be difficult, yeah. right? But that's when you push steer. So like in motorcycling, if you turn left, you don't like turn like a steering wheel. You push with your left hand. Same as on boards with skiing. If you want to go, you, like you press the boards. And it was a matter of to stay upright on the track, I had to push with my right hand. And again, you wanted to stay on the painted line because you know that's the shortest line. So... Can you take, like the race car drivers, the Formula F1 guys, they know the course inside and out, and they can do it with their eyes closed. 
Yeah, hockey probably different because I'm not sure. I guess you want to visualize just uh, closing your eyes. And I, I've done it with my players. I want you to visualize, you know, putting a pass on your teammate's stick. Mm-hmm. Something that that's very simple that you can visualize. And then I'm like, now visualize you doing it quickly. Yeah. Right? Where the guy's open because they see it, but they don't do it. And then they wait. And by the time they wait, now yep. the play's gone and they've missed it's it. It's done. Right? And, yeah. and that's what happens. So. so then can they practice it? slower together and i think that's probably what you do you go from one end to the other and it's how many times can you pass the puck smoothly accurately Mm -hmm. and get that speed i also saw too like what if you took your your guys your athletes and they took their hand along the board and they closed one eye and then you close the other eye there's going to be a total different kinesthetic feel to it because you always have one dominant eye more Mm -hmm. than the other but then could you take your elbow and stay on the boards the whole way around the arena. These are crazy drills. These these are things that I think about. That's just like mental focus for players to know where they're at. Yeah, because if if like when I was listening to the interview that you had, I think with Colin beforehand, right? He he said he was talking about guys on the back. Well, I had a picture of you know if if you've got somebody, you can feel them with your arm and your elbow before they you know put the stick through and flip your stick up and then take back the puck so there's that kinesthetic awareness and if you have your elbow and you're going around the arena can you stay with your elbow you might want to get a sock so that you don't you know mom doesn't get mad or dad doesn't get mad because you just wear out the elbow but you're just going around but you have that feel and you start to get that precision and it's it's silly games like that you pick the corners on the net you pick a different spot that's why they've got the holes in the nets is as you practice just playing on the street or, or in your driveway. And it's the same thing, but it's it's a different level. Interesting. Lauriana, it's always an interesting conversation. I appreciate it. Have yourself a great family day weekend. And you as well. That's all. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.